Hi, it's uh, Manuel Judice here and welcome to episode number 26. This is the podcast, The Leading Your Change Initiative, and in season two, uh, today I want to talk about what are the skills that are needed for a project or initiative to be successful. So I've defined successful delivery based on the data and the interviews and the conversation I've had over the last years. Uh, with, with people in, in that were supporting change initiative, leading or managing change initiative, different aspects of it. Primarily, each initiative wants to be delivered. Um, the solution has to be delivered and it has to be fit for purpose. It has to deliver the functionality that is required. Uh, the objective number two is it has to be done on time and on budget. Number three, uh, it has to reduce the impact on the business. The business has to be on board. They have to utilize it. Now, um, there are today I want to talk about very briefly skill sets and a lot of the um, project teams that I work with they have been put together because they have gathered over time and through also formal or informal qualifications uh, a set of skills that are required to deliver different component, different parts and components of a technology you know testing of uh, specific IT capabilities ERP or specific modules of we have developers um, um, what you find though that um, when you talk about um, achieving the three objectives stated earlier on, the, the skill base that is required, in my experience of observation and the work that has been done across other industries as well, is that you need a broader skill set, a skill base to be able to drive change and do it successfully in meeting those objectives. So um, so the, um, the, the element of um, you know, qualifications or specific experience is one of those elements, one elements only. Another dimension of skill that is required is also uh, not solely part of the change team. So what I define is the change team is a project team, delivery team, a PMO team. These are professional, very savvy. They've been, they've done change, they've done projects over and over again. They might be business analysts, they might be product owners. Yes, they have the knowledge and understanding of the system, but also uh, one key um, skill they have to have is the ability to translate and articulate the value of the project or initiative in terms, in business terms. Right? What is this system going to do? What What is the functionality? What are the features? Now, how that is going to work? Now, this is not sole responsibility of the product owner or the sponsor, but it's responsibility of every single person that has a managerial position within a change in a project team. Because these are the people that have ongoing conversations with different impacted business areas. Now, that's one type of, that's, that's another type of skills. So we have official skills, which is basically hardcore skills, like, you know, I'm qualified in doing business analysis. Then you have soft skills, such as I'm, I'm able to articulate the value of this work to a non-technical audience. That's another type of skill. For example, um, a third type of skill is, is the ability to again. I'm, I'm looking at specifically the, the change team, the project team, is uh, the ability. Um, this is a skill. It's also a muscle. I, I, I like, like talking, referring to it as a, as as a skill. Is the ability to to lead. And when we say when we talk about leadership, I'm really primarily simplifying here in the context of the ability of taking responsibility for an outcome, for a result, as opposed to specific you know pieces of work. A lot of these business change projects actually articulate different inputs. They co- they coordinate different inputs from different professionals. Now, a person that is accountable is actually the person that is responsible. For example, the product owner is responsible to present a model or um, uh, a specific prototype to a business audience. But the, the prototype comes as a result of many different people working on it. You know, if you have a solution architect, you might have a developer, you might have 
project manager so so many things have to happen so the leadership skill is basically the ability to uh, take accountability for the final outcome which is basically the, the model and the prototype in the example I was using. So that's another skill that can be developed. Um, another skill um, alongside, and that's also helpful, this, this additional skill is helpful for everyone again in a, in a project and a change team. Uh, it's influence, right? It's a, another, some, some consider influence an aspect of leadership. Um, and, and that's kind of particularly true when you talk about your managers and your delivery manager, program project managers, and the abilities to um, communicate clearly with the business, but also listen, listen empathic, empathically, and and being able to communicate and engage in a way where you match the the benefits of the project to the benefit of the person, to the benefit of that project, of that outcome, of that solution, to the person we're having a conversation with. These are all skill bases. So this is influence, right? So this is a set of skills that I'm laying out. When it comes down to, and this focus on this series of skills that I've listed so far is on the project and the change team. Uh, in my experience observation, a lot of the work that has been done by ProSci and the change management discipline actually says that, it demonstrates that winning, um, so succeeding in, the, in developing and implementing change um, is also a matter of skills that have to be developed in the impacted business area that um, receives the change, right? And this is what I refer to, and oftentimes uh, this, uh, this group of people is not looked at or seen as strategic, but in my direct experience and observation, they are the people that are most responsible for ensuring that an initiative fails or ensuring an initiative for, for, um, succeeds as opposed to, you know, failing. Um, we're talking about the, the change network. Now, change network is a very broad term, but what, what I'm really referring to is the, the, the managers, middle managers, supervisors, and professionals that um, are basically, these are the people that are responsible, that they will receive the change, uh, they will be impacted by it, but specifically, the teams will be impacted by the change. So they are in direct contact with the end users of the, of the product, of the solution. Now, their job is very, very difficult and very, very challenging as far as it, it basically um, implies that they need to translate, uh, they need to be on board with the initiative, first of all, they need to understand it, endorse it, and uh, understand its capabilities and its benefits, but also able, being able to articulate uh, those, those benefits um, to their teams, explaining to them in a way that's clear and compelling. So these teams, um, they, they oftentimes, they could be a handful of people, it could be 50, 100, 200, 300, like even a bigger group of people. Um, we, um, these are the people that suffer the most, um, uh, that they are the, the, bigger, the, the group that is most challenged by any change project. Because the, the skill that they have, they currently have, oftentimes they are dictated by having succeeded in their specific area. They might be HR professionals, they might be IT professionals. So they're very good at operationally running that area, that area of the business. But they're not actually trained. They don't have, they haven't had, or very few have had the capability to receive contextual training around communication, around uh, managing resistance, around coaching the teams. These are the single most important, and I've seen, um, I've seen change management underline this point several times, but if you think about um, the third objective of, of any change project as the way I've kind of defined and called out earlier on, which is you must be able to reduce resistance and having, uh, having your business on board. 
that is relevant because that is how you get the return for your investment. If people utilize your change, they have to be on board with it, right? So, however, the people that um, they, they are they have the most significant um, impact in translating that vision for your project into actionable behavioral change is your middle managers. Um, you might have a um, um, a collaboration tool you might, have, you might have rolled out. And people in country, they've never used that primarily because they've been, you know, picking up the phone, having conversation, maybe sending emails, right? So the the ultimate utilization for your project, which is actually directly linked to you know, return on your investment, or utilization and proficiency, actually comes down to these group of people, these chain champions, having developed the skills to um, to to coach their teams, to communicate with them, to engage with them, to have difficult conversations, to be listening, to be empathic. And at the same time, they need to be able to communicate upwards, not just to teams, but uh, refer back to the, to, the, to the project, to the program, to the executive teams that are sponsoring the program in a way that is um, clear and compelling. So the, the skills that I've just defined here um, oftentimes are very well overlooked and I believe there is a huge opportunity for change projects to make improvements in the way change initiatives are delivered by upskilling in a way they structured and consistent these, um, these, these groups of people and individuals. I'm really passionate about this, this topic because um, I've, uh, I've worked with um, primarily UK and US sponsored uh, initiatives they were impacting several countries globally they were kind of global initiatives and what you find is that um, they were um, uh, each country has geographical differences obviously but also cultural differences and language differences and also functional differences certain functions were based in one country and the one based in the other um, some of them were more process-oriented, manual, repetitive processes. Now, um, however, you really need to have a very consolidated and training approach to make sure that everyone has to be on board, is on board. Your change champions usually are the people across the business that, yes, understand the operational side of the business they're in, but also they're able to um, relate back to the technical changes that have been introduced. They should be able to do that. Now, these skills oftentimes are very well overlooked and, and uh, change projects and change networks are just appointed. Sometimes they don't even know they're a part of it. And the expectations for what their work should be isn't taken into account seriously. Um, so what I'm suggesting here is that there is a very clear value, a compelling value in developing a change, um, a very structured, uh, skill-based um, um, capability plan that looks into consideration your the end-to-end of your project or your initiative. You won't want to look at your your leadership, how clearly the, the, the communication, how clear the narrative changing is. Then you want to look at your change team and you look at the uh, no, the uh, skills we called out earlier on, um, yeah, practical skills um, as well as you know qualification-based skills. But you will also want to look at the people that are impacted by the change, above all the, the managers that need to translate that vision uh, operationally to make sure that um, lands well and uh, uh, the business that is on board actually uh, is as such.